Everyone has a story to tell, and every story is one worth telling. What's yours? Welcome to Friends with Ben. Welcome to Friends with Ben. My name is Ben, and for the past 15 episodes, I've been sitting down with friends, old and new, doing deep dives and getting them to tell me their life stories. However, one sit-down conversation is only a microcosm of our lives. Our stories are being written each and every day, and with every conversation, there's a new chapter being written. So in addition to the deep dives and life stories of my friends, we're gonna start doing something else. We're just gonna talk. It's not always gonna be an interview from now on. It doesn't need to be. There's so many stories that can be told through different topics of conversation. And here at Friends with Ben, anything goes. People having a conversation and calling it a podcast. I know, groundbreaking. So what makes Friends with Ben special? Why should you listen? Why should you watch? Well, to be honest, you shouldn't. I said it when I started this podcast and I'll continue to say it now. I do not expect you to tune in to every episode. We all like different things and we all have different interests. That's what makes us unique. Not every guest, not every episode will be one that you necessarily vibe with. And that's cool. But what I can guarantee is that there's something for everyone. Friends with Ben is my baby and with this platform, I strive to tell the best stories and deliver the best content as I possibly can. So to kick off this new phase of Friends with Ben, I couldn't think of anyone better to have than the inaugural guest of this show. The first person to help me start this journey, my cousin and one of my best friends, Nick Galarza. I asked Nick what he wanted to talk about for this episode and he said religion. This past year, I rediscovered my own spirituality and faith in Christianity while Nick, on the other hand, has been exploring his own in Stoicism and Buddhism. So I sat down with him and I pulled up a verse from the Bible that we then both proceeded to break down and share our own unique perspectives. And if you thought my dives were deep before, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. So without further ado, welcome to Friends with Ben. Let's get it. Why did you want to talk about religion today? I just like talking about religion and spirituality. It just cuts through everything. You're just like, oh, boom, we're there. We have arrived at the entrance to the soul. I guess I can just get right into it. Um, so one of the things that... Um, you want to try on YouTube is televangelism? Do it. No. Gosh, get the, one of the reasons why Christianity is considered so taboo and religion as a whole is considered so taboo is because there's a fine line I find with people between being proud of your religion and trying to shove it down someone's throat. And that's one of the sources of the most conflict when it comes to religion, because people always feel like, oh, mine is superior to yours. Mine is right. Yours is wrong. You should believe this. You shouldn't believe this. And it sucks because ultimately religion is supposed to bring people together, but I find that it does more division than it does that because of all of those struggles for who's right. Yeah. I agree, man. That's that's my uh, beef with, would you call them secular religions? Is, I guess so, yeah. Is that uh, they want to prove that others' beliefs are, this is huge generalization, but I guess the, the negative voices, maybe not even negative, the louder voices stand out more. So mm-hmm. they want to shut down or or just say like, no, no, that's, that's bullshit, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Christianity's where it's at. 
no, no, this one's where it's at. This one's where it's at. I don't know why it's it's always associated with Christianity. So sorry, Christians. Mm. I still I still love Christianity a lot, but I can't be be there for you guys. I love I love you guys, but I love the uh, the teachings and all that. Mm. But when it comes to like putting it into camps and teams, no, not happening. Yeah, I respect your opinion on that matter because that's your experience with it, and to me, that's also been my experience with it. What I've learned through my um, I guess, rediscovery of my Christianity and, and going back, walking down the path of Christ is the overlying thing behind it is really, it's not about religion. It's about your personal relationship with God and your personal relationship with Christ. Trust me, I'll, I'll be the first to call someone out when it's like, okay, you're trying to shove your beliefs down my throat. That goes completely against what you're saying you believe. Like I said, there's a fine line between being proud of your Christianity, being proud of your religion, and trying to force those beliefs that you believe in so strongly down someone's, you know, someone's belief system and trying to shift them. That was one of the problems that I felt growing up because it felt like in terms of Catholicism with my parents who are very much very Catholic, the beliefs never felt like my own. It felt like it was placed on me because of my parents, which I'm thankful for because it instilled that foundation in me of like the core, you know, principles of morality and like being a good person. My problem with it though, growing up was it became a thing of going to church every Sunday. It's like, I never understood why it was always like, why do I have to go to church? And he's like, no, you just have to. It wasn't until more recently where I understood why it's important to go to church every Sunday. And the truth is I still, even with the pandemic and everything opening back up, I still don't go to church every Sunday, but that's something internally that I'm working on because in the interest of full transparency, I don't know if I necessarily identify as Catholic. It's how I was brought up and I have such a respect for the rich history behind it because Catholicism is what originated all of the different branches of Christianity. That's where it all started, but that's when it started getting broken down into, you know, Baptist, Protestant, non-denominational, like all of these different branches. It all started with Catholicism, but like what we were talking about, people have their own belief systems and if what they believe is right and what they believe is more important. And that's why Christianity is such a tricky thing because of all the different branches of it. The greatest gift that God has given us is the gift of free will, where we have the free will to believe what we want. But because of that, some people, and I'm not saying that people who have branched off into different, different branches of Christianity, you know, they're abusing their free will. But I'm just saying it's like, that's what's caused this divide of everyone going off into different branches of Christianity and different branches of religion. But when you look at it as a whole on the widest spectrum, it's like, whether it be Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, it's all the same core principles of worshiping a higher being. I think it was the Ramakrishna who said this. Let me pull it up so I don't mess it up. God has made different religions to suit different aspirants, times, and countries. All doctrines are only so many paths, but a path is by no means God himself. Indeed, one can reach God if one follows any of the paths with wholehearted devotion. One may eat a cake with icing, either straight or sideways. It will taste sweet either way. So what I gather from that quote is, I mean, fundamentally, all, all religions, beliefs, philosophies, they all lead to the same truth. 
Uh, I, I think it's the human mind, the the ego that can distort that truth and then yeah. hit us against one another yeah. or just look too deeply into the, into the details. But fundamentally, we're all walking the same path, man. I completely agree. It essentially comes down to personal preference. You know, the biggest problem I find with discussing religion, faith, spirituality with other people is there's a decent amount who are very close-minded where you try to share your beliefs and try to offer these different perspectives, but no matter what, they're not going to listen because it's either their way or the highway. And that's what causes all of this divide, which is unfortunate because ultimately as humans, we don't know what the true truth is. If we did, we wouldn't be having these discussions. Uh, we don't know, man. But for those people who are more um, militant, I guess this is the word I want to use. Just don't mind them, whatever. As yeah. you, you, you can't change others and just, exactly. uh, just send those people love and, and try to try to serve them as best as you, as you can. But also living in, uh, in an example where, um, where something that may contradict their beliefs, they see you living a much more spiritually fulfilled life and mm-hmm. they think, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What the hell's going on there? You know, he's, he's not following the, my, um, my strict, my, my rigid doctrine, mm-hmm. but why is he still, why, why is there so many, um, blessings, miracles, boons happening yeah. to him? What's going yeah. on? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in like living by example. Yes, of course. We all have our own truths that we live. And like you said, there will be that militant person who sees someone who is in a different belief system as them and sees them thriving and living a spiritually fulfilling life. And they're like, why, how are they doing that? You shouldn't be worried about why their life is being so fulfilled. You should be worried about why yours isn't so fulfilled because if you're too busy worrying about the spiritual fulfillment of someone else, then deep down, I don't think you're as spiritually fulfilled as you might believe you are. If you're truly on the path of your own spiritual fulfillment, you shouldn't have to worry about what everyone else is going through. When you're in the, um, the presence of like a truly enlightened being, if you're in the presence of Christ, and I'm not calling in any of, any of us Christ, but yeah, uh, you, when you're in the presence of like, just like a being of pure, pure light, make you realize what there is to work on within yourself. Like that is my, my potential. Everyone has a potential to become like Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so you can see like, okay, I can see how I can become like Christ. This, just being in that presence, just if you want put it in, in a Christian sense, I guess, maybe uh, surrendering to God, surrendering mm-hmm. to Christ or, or walking the path of Christ, you you can see within yourself like, oh, this is what I still need to work on. And that mm-hmm. is a lifelong journey of work. Amen, bro. Amen. So I prepared a verse for you, which is considered one of the most popular Bible verses. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. My interpretation of this verse is if you surrender to God, if you surrender to the light, whatever word for God you want to use, you are able to 
to tap into that truth within you. That's what I have so far. Okay. Yeah, I need to, I need to think more on that, but yeah, no worries. To provide you with some context, this verse is from Paul the Apostle. He was put in jail for preaching the gospel of Christ, and he's writing a letter to the Church of Philippi. In order to better understand the verse itself, you have to go back to the one right before it, which is Philippians 4.12. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want. So Philippians 4.13 is actually one of the most misinterpreted verses in the Bible. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I post Bible verses on my stories somewhat frequently. Originally, when I was doing that, I feel like it was in line with the people who post like horoscopes and people who post like inspirational quotes where they read something, it speaks to them. Oh, I'm going to post it. And then that's it. Which but to counter that, you don't know if those people are truly internalizing that. You know, you don't know if horoscopes is like the thing for them. That way you eat the cake. That's the sideways icing. Either way, it tastes sweet. So maybe horoscopes are the thing for them that fuel them spiritually. No, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is that I understand the perception of like when you post something, it's very surface level. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to share this. And this is me sharing a piece of my faith or my belief system with you today. And I'll admit that was part of it. I would read a Bible verse that spoke to me and I was like, okay, I want to share this. But then I started thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, how can I dig deeper? How can I use this to better improve my personal relationship with Christ? And at the beginning of my rediscovery of my Christianity, I was doing Bible plans. I would uh, have a plan. It would be like maybe a three-day plan, a five-day plan, set for a duration or amount of time. And each day there would be a different verse that would be broken down. And then you try to find meaning behind it for yourself, but also like internally and externally. And I'll admit, when I started the Friends with Ben podcast, I kind of drifted away from that and I haven't been, really been doing it again. But... More recently, I've been trying to get back into that. So with that, I've been looking at some of my favorite Bible verses, which I've posted on my stories, and I've been trying to dig deeper and trying to find more of a deeper meaning behind it below the surface so I can use it to not only try to make myself a better Christian, but also strengthen and improve my personal relationship with God to kind of recalibrate and get back into our topic of discussion. Philippians 4.13 is one of the most commonly misinterpreted verses in the Bible because you read it on the surface, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. One of the reasons why it's one of the most popular and most well-known verses in the Bible is because it's very much been popularized in popular culture, whether it be with professional athletes or celebrities quoting it. The verse itself, I can do all this through him who gives me strength, I find that a lot of people tend to use Bible verses as somewhat of a source of motivation. Like, oh, you have this big game coming up. Oh, you have this hmm. big job interview coming up. Okay, I need some sort of motivation or inspiration to help me believe that I'm going to get this job or I'm going to win this game. Yeah, so turn the Bible to into a fortune cookie. Exactly. People try to turn the Bible into a fortune cookie or they try to treat God or Jesus as like a genie who, who will grant their wish. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it should be interpreted at all. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. It's not saying that God is giving me the strength to achieve all of my personal goals. It's not used to celebrate success. If anything, 
it's more so used for your moments of suffering and failure. If we go back to the, go on. Okay. Okay. That's right. That's right. The, this portion of this Bible verse, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. What is this? What so, is this? Is, is yeah. this just the, um, the, the fucking, the, the drama that we have in our, in our lives by drama. I mean, just the, um, the, the attachments, this, the, the illusory stuff in our lives, such as work, fame, whatever pursuit we have, whatever, whatever attachments we have, egoic attachments we have in, in this world. What is, is that what this is? Do we need strength to pursue those that, that, you know, or is, is the, this, and I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Is this a work on ourselves? Is the strength we need towards walking the path of Christ, trying to attain Buddhahood? Is it trying to better understand the Dharma? Is it trying to ease the suffering of others to be the light in the world? Or once again, is it just for your egoic attachments? Like, yeah, I can do all this because I need the strength to become a better influencer. I need the strength <laughs> to become a better fucking CEO. No, I, I, I need the strength to, to serve others, to help them see Christ within themselves. I need the strength to help others recognize or attain Buddhahood, you know, within themselves. I need strength to help people see the light within themselves. And this is where the previous verse, so Philippians 4.12, this is where it helps better understand it. We'll read it over again. Okay. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So when Paul was writing this letter to the Philippians, he was in jail. He was in jail for preaching the gospel. Jail back then, obviously, is not like what it is now. He went through some shit. He was starved. He was beaten. It wasn't a fun time. But what I've come to interpret through Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This, I find, is what you said earlier. It's his walk towards Christ, his purpose to serve God. And no matter what comes through his way, whether it be through success, whether it be through suffering, no matter what he's going through, he can do all of this through God, through Jesus, because that's what his source of strength. That's what I've come to find through it. Yes, I agree with that too. Along with number 12 is to be in need, to have plenty in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, living in plenty or in want. Mm-hmm. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. It is because the things that he's experiencing in jail only yep. affect the external body. Only, only yep. affect the, the illusory things, this mortal body that isn't actually mm. real. What's real is within, within, you know, Christhood, Buddhahood, whatever you want, whatever, the light, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So going hungry, being poor, being rich, whatever, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, man. You, you can be an enlightened beggar, but yeah, you can also be just an empty middle-class wagey. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's... Ah. Yeah, It's one of the things that help you realize that all of the stuff we have in our world, materialistic, whether you're on the end of the spectrum where you're poor and homeless, poor, homeless, hungry, or you're rich, you have a mansion, whether you're poor or whether you're rich, the, the overall true fulfillment you can seek can be within God. There are some people who are poor and homeless, but they're happy 
because you know they've accepted Christ, they've accepted God into their lives. While you look at some people who are rich and quote unquote successful, who are miserable, and it goes to show that all of these materialistic possessions that we have on earth are so temporary. They shouldn't be what dictates our happiness. Like for me, one of the things that growing up, I always thought was, okay, the source of my happiness will be this. I'll get a successful job. I'll get a nice house, have a nice car, have a beautiful wife, kids, all of that stuff. I was like, this is what's going to make me happy. But if your happiness becomes so dependent on these things, there's only so much of it that's within your control. You're never going to find that happiness. That happiness first has to come within yourself and also has to come in through your deeper inner spiritual fulfillment. Yeah, happiness can start right now. Exactly. I sound super privileged saying that, but I mean, it's, you know, no, why, why no. can't it start right now? Exactly, man. And know. it's definitely a process. It's something. Maybe not happiness, but contentment. Yeah, just being. No, it would, I guess, both work. Because it's like just being happy with who you are. And for me personally, and again, this is my Christian perspective. It all starts with your personal relationship with God. I go back to that verse where I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Paul has been on the end where, you know, he's living a good life. And then he's been on the other end where he's in jail and he's suffering. Like I said, he's been starved. He's been beaten. But no matter what, regardless of the situation he's in, well, the one constant that remains is his love and his belief in God. No matter what, through the success, through the suffering, God always has him. That's the spiritual belief that I try to instill into myself each and every day. Yeah. And you think uh, Paul, while he was in prison, I believe that this happiness or this contentment starts by being in the present, being mm-hmm. here now. Yep. It's, it, it, it starts by just, yeah, just being fully, fully there. So you think fucking Paul was sitting in his prison cell, looking at his sundial, like, oh, I can't wait for the next meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm dreading, I'm dreading when they're gonna come, come for me again. Oh no! Yeah. But no, he's just, he's just there, regardless of being in just rags and dirty and beaten and whatever conditions he was in. He was just there. He had God. He recognized. I don't know the story of Paul, but he was one with. Yeah. With that light, what more do you need? You just transcend at that point or beyond all this shit. And that's the beautiful thing that I found about breaking down these verses and diving deeper into the Bible because it provides you with a deeper understanding that helps grow and strengthen your personal relationship with Christ and your personal relationship with God more so than just reading a verse at surface level and having that initial first interpretation and then just letting it speak to you and then being done with it. Bible is the greatest book ever made. In terms of all of it's, there's so much you can learn from it. It's extremely deep. There's a reason why it's been broken down so much for centuries and centuries. There's so many lessons that you can learn from it. You can sit on a verse for months. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like even just that one. I mean, if I sit with that for like a week, like, oh, I missed that. Oh man, I missed that too. Mm -hmm. My God, there's there's so many things I'm missing here. Jeez. Mm -hmm. When I re-listen to lectures of my personal spiritual teachers, I'm on like the eighth listen of a lecture by Ram Dass. And I'm like, oh my God, I missed that. Oh, there's that too. Oh man, there's, there's more there. This is one of my favorite verses. And it's one that I've developed a deeper understanding and appreciation for just by breaking it down. Because 
like you said, there's so much that you can learn from a single verse and being able to interpret it vast different ways and seeing how others interpret it. Yeah, this is the problem with today's society. You get a verse and that's your that's your that's your quick hit. Mm, oh yeah. fuck yeah, give me another verse. Yeah, yeah, give me give me another source of motivation, you know? Yep. Everything is just so addictive and just quick hits now, you know, headlines, yep. uh, video games. That quick hit of dopamine. Just a quick hit of a fucking 10 second trash TikTok, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when's the last time you ever consumed something good for you and sat with it and mm -hmm. just realize what effect it had on your body instead of constantly shoveling shit into your brain and shoveling shit mm -hmm. in your body. And this is coming from a, a sugar addict. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, when's the last time we properly uh, consumed anything and sat with that feeling that thing gave us or dissected the thing from that thing. And again, I'll admit I'm completely guilty of that. Like I said, if you look at the history of my Instagram stories, I've posted a lot of different verses. It's only recently when I started to take a step back, look at all the ones that I've been posting. There's a reason why I posted this. There's a reason why it inspired me. There's a reason why it spoke to me initially. How can I dive deeper? And that's the beautiful thing about our own personal spirituality, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whatever you are, it's always a work in progress. You can always learn more. You can always grow by learning more and educating yourself more on your beliefs and your faith. It'll only make you stronger in your faith. Yes. Yeah. And um, committing that, that time to sit with certain things or just mm -hmm. take time to dissect with certain things, you can go down some, some pretty crazy rabbit holes and then start to realize like after you dissect that, I mean, that, that verse you showed me, 412 and 413, it's on par with Stoicism. It's on par with, I think, Buddhism. I'm, I'm still new to that, but yeah, but it, it is very on par with, with Stoicism. You dissect things and you realize how connected things are, how... um relatable things are and if you keep consuming the proper shit writings from great teachers it doesn't have to be religious people it can also be philosophers great minds like artists even you can see how things just kind of link together like oh this is like that one creation by this certain artist oh this is like that one idea by this philosopher oh man these everything's just linked together just you can see the the interconnectedness of it all mm -hmm. of how everything is just is one yeah, man, that was a that was a great discussion, bro. Honestly, that was a incredible conversation. Your perspectives offered new perspectives for me, which was great. So I thank you for that. Yeah. Um. First off, thank you for approaching me with wanting to talk about religion. Um. Yeah, thanks for being open to it. Yeah, of course. Like I was saying earlier, it's often considered a very taboo subject that people don't necessarily want to talk about. But you got to be open to having these conversations. And that's how you make it stop being so taboo, where it's like, it's okay to have a conversation about religion, even if you have differing beliefs. It's okay to not agree with someone as long as you're receptive and you approach the other person's beliefs with an open mind, you can learn so much from it that'll strengthen your own beliefs. Yeah, absolutely, man. There's much to learn from others. Ramdas said something along these lines of everyone is your guru. Everyone is a teacher. Amen to that. Yeah. Everyone who who comes in your life, they're teachers. I totally butchered whatever he was teaching, but <laughs> yeah, I, I see I see everyone has a as like, oh, what will I learn today? If you're in the now, you can pick up on these things easier. Okay, you can pick up on well with these these opportunities or these little subtle gems of teachings that people can just drop on you suddenly, you know? And dude. 
it's crazy how um how like office type water cooler conversations suddenly yeah. like can change my fucking world yeah <laughs> just in passing dude i was sitting at my desk and then someone just passed my little cubicle thing we were shooting the shit and he said how he got a ride chair with someone who was in this outdoor adventure program at algonquin college and I, oh, okay and I, I was like that's a thing what i think that was last year and i've been entertaining that idea since then so just that one passing that one passing conversation that's that small talk thing altered the entire course of my life like oh my god i love nature i need to pursue that so now this is just a whole year of training to see if being that outdoor adventure person is right for me and so far it still feels right who knows maybe in the future i'll end up being a fucking accountant or something and love it but <laughs> i don't know but still right now the point is there's teachers everywhere gems are to be found even in the most subtle things not just people man not just yep. people just random events all around you that's the beautiful thing about life man it truly is a marathon and not a sprint our individual journeys we take day by day there's always something new to be learned each and every day and all we can really ask for is we're better than the person that we were yesterday yeah it really makes you question the whole free will thing like are we <laughs> Do we really have free will? Did God really give us free will? Or is everything just predetermined? Are we on this predetermined roller coaster of life? Are we on this set path, God's plan even? Uh, and is the thought of having free will even just predetermined itself? We're not God. So we can't look at like, oh, this is how Nick's life in this incarnation will be. This is how everything's going to happen. You know, this is how it's all going to happen but he won't know it until he reaches the very end of becoming enlightened. Who knows? So we can't step back and look that far. All we can do is just be in the now. Present, right be now. present. Yep. So I just compare life to like a roller coaster. You can choose to try to get out of your harness, like, no, get me the fuck off this roller coaster and just be terrified, full of fear and resist it. Or you could put your hands in the air like, yeah, this is fucking awesome, man. All this shit happening around me, incredible. Who knew everything is just, wow so much awe to be had everywhere wow so the topic of free will and god's plan that's something that's, a, that's that, a different one that's that's a whole other episode in itself but from what i've come to i guess accept and understand is that god gave us the gift of free will however with that said he also has a specific path for all of us but it's up to us to either follow his guidance to take that path or because we have the gift of free will, we can stray off. And that's why you see so many instances of people, they're on the path that God put them on, but through other circumstances, whether it be sin, they start to stray away from that path. And sometimes the end destination where God wants us to be, sometimes they never reach it because they'd strayed off so far. That's why in my belief as a Christian, that's why we always have to look to God for our guidance because he's the one who keeps us on that path keeps us working towards the plan that he has for us. It's why my belief that there's only so much that we can control. The rest we have to leave up to him because at the end of the day, he's the one who has that path set out for us. It's just on us to try and follow it to the best of our abilities. How we, okay. I mean, this, fuck, we're, we're, we're extending this motherfucker now. Uh, no, I, I, well, you used, you brought up a really good, um, good discussion point there is how do we look to God for guidance? It's through prayer. Through prayer? Now, what I think, in my opinion, for looking to God through guidance, prayer to me is, is meditation. Looking to God for guidance is, I'm wondering, I really like to be an outdoor adventure guy, okay. but I also want to be wildlife biologist. You know, both of these are very 
good career options for me. Both of these fit my soul. So God, what should I do? I don't believe in that because uh, I don't think I'll ever get that answer because then I'll be waiting for that answer. And when you wait for something, Whoa. you have hope. And okay. when you hold on, okay. yeah, when you have hope, you have desire. When you have desire, you have suffering. So I don't want to ask God, like, what should I do? I want to return to meditation so I can be more present, more mindful of the, of the present. And when I'm more mindful of the present, I'm able to see the magic all around me, the, the, the synchronicity, those subtle gems like we spoke about earlier that are all around me. Like, hey, Nick, these little nudges saying like wildlife biologists, oh, outdoor adventure, you know, these little things that will help me make up my mind when I'm fully ready to become either a wildlife biologist or an outdoor adventure guy. What you just described is my approach with prayer. I don't approach prayer as in, God, what do I do? I need an answer. Because God doesn't owe you an answer. If you ask him a question, it's like, should I do this or should I do that? You shouldn't expect him to be like, this is what you should do. What you can do, though, is like what you said. You have those little nudglings, those little inklings that's like, okay, this is steering me in this direction. You can't hold out that hope of like, okay, he's going to give me a sign. He's going to give me an answer. You just have to continue to live your life to the best of your ability, continue to be, for you, be deep in meditation, for me, be deep in prayer. And eventually, as you continue on your journey, that answer will start to come into fruition on its own. It will come to unfold on its own, as long as you're staying proactive with it. That is one of the things that, admittedly enough, I've been slowly coming to accept through my new walk with Christ where I'm someone who likes having control. I'm someone who likes having all the answers. I like knowing what's going to happen. I like that sense of security. Mm -hmm. However, I've come to accept that you can't always have that sense of security. You can't always know what's going to happen. You're not always going to be in control. However, you can have that sense of security and that God is going to guide you on that path and he will always look out for you. One of the beliefs that I hold very dear to me now that I've adopted in my new walk with Christ is God will never give you anything that you can't handle. So we experience so much suffering in our lives. We experience so much success in our lives. There's never a moment where, say, people who lose parents, people who lose loved ones. Yes, it's unfortunate. Yes, it's sad. But I like to believe that this is tough for me to say because knock on wood, at this point in my life, I've never lost someone very, very close to me. However, if that moment ever comes through all of the studies and through all of the prayer that I have gone through, I've come to understand that when a moment like that comes into my life, it'll be at a time where I'll be ready for it. And the only way I can prepare myself for that moment is to continue to pray and continue to trust in God and for whatever he has planned for me. So God give you what can handle is a great line. Everything can be a blessing. Things that may seem just like absolute curses can be blessings in, in disguise. So like I said earlier, man, you know, there's those little nudges to be this or that thing. But what if mm -hmm. God doesn't want you to like, no way, Nick, that's, that's not where I want you to be. You're actually set to be an accountant. You know, you will, you will greater serve others. You will greater help others realize their Christhood by being someone who works with numbers, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, Okay, then I'll just follow those, those nudges, you know, whatever nudges it may be, you know, maybe it's not even a career choice, maybe it's a sudden illness, death in the family, or 
whatever it may be, dude, we, I don't care. I can't tell the future, but whatever happenstance comes to me, it's you know, whatever you want to call it, a sign, a blessing from God, or just, it was just meant to be, it was just meant to happen because I was deemed ready for it. Now that you've brought that up, this is territory now where I'm trying to tread lightly because what you just described, the reason why I'm saying I want to tread lightly, because I don't want this to come across as like, this is why you should come to Christianity. Hmm. This, is, this is exactly not my intention at all. Because like hmm. I said, beautiful gift of free will, we're free to live and believe what we choose. What you were describing is like, what if God, like you have these inklings and these nudges to be more on, sorry, repeat them again for me so I can not butcher it. Like with the, the nature stuff. Oh yeah, so I've the, just uh, you can just substitute it for you. Uh, you you have the inkling to be this or that thing, but yeah. instead God wants you to go like one eighty degrees. You know, instead yeah, of nature, okay. would, He wants you to work. You know, crunch numbers in an office, yeah. and that's how you will better serve others in helping them see the Christhood, Buddhahood, whatever the fuck you want, the light within. Mm, yeah. So you have these inklings to do this, or you have inklings to do that, but maybe God has a different plan for you that's completely the opposite of what those inklings are. Only way that you're able to know for sure is by letting God into your life. And that's why I was saying I'm trying to tread lightly with this <laughs> because I don't want this to come off of like, and that's why you should be a Christian. And that's, that's okay, why dude. I've, I've had much worse. I trust. No, me, I, I know. Had, I know. I and a lot of um heavy, um heavy conversion talks. <laughs> and the same with me, man. And that's why I know how much division it causes and I know how much it pushes people away. And I know how much it rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. But again, that's just from my experiences. And in all honesty, ever since like, I don't want this to sound like an infomercial type thing, but it's okay. Straight, but like straight up ever since I've rediscovered my Christianity and I've been recalibrated back onto that path on my walk with Christ, I feel like I've become not just a better Christian, but overall a more spiritually fulfilled and to an extent, an overall happier person. Happy, that's something that for me personally is still somewhat of a work in progress because that's something I'm still trying to admittedly, you know, find within myself. At the very least, I can confidently say I'm better than how I was yesterday. I'm better than how I was a month ago. I'm better than how I was two months ago. And it goes back to that point of you just have to take it day by day. It's a process. You can't expect to be completely happy and completely fulfilled, like, you know, overnight. It's always a process. We're going to have events in our life that test us. We're going to have things that don't always put us in that state, but we're all we can really do is try our hardest to stay on that path and continue to walk towards that light. Yeah. I'm going to steal this from a Ram Dass lecture and also yeah, butcher it, it deeply. Like a snake shedding its skin. It doesn't happen in an instant. You know, it's just, it's a gradual thing. It's, that's the way to burning off all of your karma to enlightenment. Once the seed is planted, it's going to grow. So mm -hmm. we, you can't just force a tree out of that seed. You just, you just got to wait. Maybe not bide your time, but just fully be present in, in that moment. It might not be in this lifetime. Who knows, man? But yeah, just continue walking down that spiritual path, continue that spiritual work. And yeah, I'd say you're good to go. And I feel the same way, dude. Once I reignited my spirituality and continued to day by day do that spiritual work and learn from spiritual powerhouses, just 
great teachers and try to comprehend with my little baby brain <laughs> all just the depth of what they're saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, man. We for sure will. <laughs> I think we can wrap it there because that yeah, one is... Don't open again. up any other can of worms. No more. Yeah, no, if, because if, I'm you a... want, if you don't want to stay up all night, yeah, don't <laughs> no. bring up any other touchy discussions or deep discussions. <laughs> I will go on. We have to save it for future episodes, man. We can't get into Joe Rogan territory on the first episode. Not, not right now, anyways. Why not? You, well, you know, what... Cause I ain't monetized yet, bro. I, ain't, I, mean, I can't, <laughs> can't be giving away these nuggets like this. I can't be free uh, content. That's true. But that's true. Thank you to our wonderful guest, Mr. Nicholas Galarza. You can follow him at uh, Nico, Nico Trees, Trees or, on Instagram yeah. and so. Nico Trees on Twitch. You know, he streams. Oh, uh, I don't stream anymore, man. Oh, he I, does not stream anymore. I, yeah, I'm just, going just to cut all like, of that out. I'll plug myself here then because I know what, which it. ones to use. So go for it. My, my links are at n-i-c-h-o-t-r-e-e-s nico trees and at nick galarza n-i-c-k-g-a-l-l-a-r-z-a nico trees is my little personal account and nick galarza is my photography account give him a follow if you want to talk to me then just shoot me a dm and i may ignore you and i may not who knows all right peace y'all